Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Davis, and this is NPR News. So glad you could join us today. A lot of us have already started thinking about a summer vacation, or maybe you've even planned one out. But have you thought about the shorter burst of fun you want to have this summer? I'm talking about destinations close to home. Summer is a great time to explore the natural beauty of our state. And the next few months are also full of great live music, art festivals, craft fairs, and other events across Minnesota. To give us some ideas, I want to introduce my first guest. We have Lauren Bennett McGinty on the line, the executive director of Explore Minnesota. That's the state tourism promotion agency, and their main office is here in St. Paul, but they also have four regional offices and 11 welcome centers. Lauren, good morning to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Well, I wanted to talk about this today because I really want people to start doing some research and some planning so that the summer doesn't get away from them. It it always feels to me like it goes by quickly. And I wish I had just gotten ahead of it and identified some dates and and places that I wanted to go. And do you find that to be true, that it requires a little bit of time to, to plan? Yes, I think in Minnesota, we kind of Summer sneaks up on us because our spring is maybe a little shorter sometimes. And like you said, it goes really fast. Um, but before you know it, the state fair is here, right? So uh, booking up early is always a good idea. We always tell people to start looking now or even, you know, a few weeks ago, especially if you're going to try to get into a resort. But there's still time to book places and there's still a ton of stuff going on to take advantage of. So, Lauren, what is it that you want um, that you want people to really know about right now? What is Explore Minnesota promoting? So right now we are in full spring summer mode. And one of the big things we're promoting this year are national park sites and dark sky locations throughout the state. So um, in Minnesota, we recently were designated uh, dark sky state, which means that at at the Boundary Waters and at Voyagers National Park, there is so little light pollution that you can see the sky very clearly. So there are only a few of those dark sky designations throughout the country. So we really encourage people to kind of put the phones away, unplug and get out into the wilderness and see the beautiful dark sky for all it has to offer. That sounds uh, relaxing and and beautiful. Uh, It absolutely is. And I think what's really special is Voyagers National Park is the only water-based national park in the country, which means that you have to stay on a houseboat when you go out there and you can only kind of traverse it by water, which is really fun. And it's just a completely different experience than, you know, camping that you would normally think of or even the boundary waters where you're canoeing out and setting up a tent. This one, you get to rent a houseboat, and um, it's kind of our version of yachting, if you will. <laughs> and so what happened, the houseboat experience, that sounds fun, but what if you don't know how to operate a houseboat? Are there some options to where you can go with a group of people and, and someone else is sort of running the boat? So, nope, you can rent a houseboat, and they will teach you everything you have to know. I think the coolest part about it is that you're never, you might feel a little alone out there, which is always kind of the goal, right? You want to recharge, but Mm -hmm. you're never more than a phone call away. So if anything happens, the folks that you're renting houseboats from can come out and meet you. They can even deliver groceries sometimes. So you're never really, truly alone, um, and people are always there to help you if you need it. I'm sure there's some stories out there. That sounds like some intense family time. Well, that's okay, though, right? (laughs) Okay, well, let's talk about some of the um, outdoor art and and craft festivals that uh, you're excited about that you want people to know about. 
Yes. So I think this weekend, you know, it's Mother's Day and we're we're trying to think of things to do with moms. And my mom loves crafting and, and arts and, and quilting. And so some of the cooler things that we've kind of discovered, especially for this weekend that are coming up, but of course there's stuff going on all summer, is um, on May 13th, you've got the Cuyuna Gem and Mineral Show. And so, you know, we know that gems and crystals are becoming more and more popular. So I think that one sounds really exciting. In Brainerd, um, at the Brainerd High School, there's the Spring Arts and Crafts Festival with over 100 vendors. And, you know, as you get later on into the summer, you've got the Duluth Garage Sale, which is always kind of one of those <laughs> staples of the summer where people go and, and check out everything on Park Point um, and everybody's kind of unique treasures. So there's lots of really fun stuff that folks can check out now, um, especially as maybe you start going through the summer and collecting gifts for the holiday season even. It's, it's good to kind of just go to a few different craft shows, especially those in the Twin Cities. They're all the time in the summer. Uh, yesterday, I was looking at the Explore Minnesota website, and uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a great resource and uh, some beautiful videos and photos that really jump out at you and give you a sense of what is available here. So uh, tell people about what they can find on the website. So on our website, we, of course, have all of the things that you need to plan your vacation. Um, you can search on any term you'd like. You can search by region. We have five distinct regions that we kind of separate things out by. One of the things that I'm really excited about this year is we have two passports that are going on right now. One of them is called Minnesota Scoop Passport, and the other is called MinSips. And both of them are options for you to kind of have your planning done for you. So with Minnesota Scoop, you have access to discounts from 43 ice cream shops throughout the state. So if you are an ice cream connoisseur, you can plot your course and go and visit as many as possible this summer. Um, We did this one a few years ago, and people absolutely loved it. We got a lot of beautiful social media, uh, very Instagrammable moments. And then uh, the MinSips Passport is another great option. So if you're into craft beverages, of course, Minnesota has some fantastic breweries, distilleries, wineries, cideries. So um, you can check that one out. And we've got a ton of different places to check in. And you can even be entered to win gift cards uh, Mm -hmm. if you've got enough check-ins. So that's really fun, too. I just like those two words, uh, scoops and and sips. I would like that to be part of my summer memory. (laughs) Scooping and sipping. And like with the ice cream, I mean, that that, I think that would be fun to do like a little uh, like road trip and like, you know, drive around to different uh, ice cream shops because they are all very distinct and have, you know, particularly with like some of the homemade ice cream, that could be a lot of fun. Yes, and some of those really classic malt shops that still Mm -hmm. exist in the state are always so fun to go in and see the memorabilia that they have, too. And with the, the, um, I I know that before you started with Explore Minnesota, you were with the Minnesota Craft Brewers uh, Guild, and uh, the the brewery tourism is really becoming huge. People are coming here from other states to tour some of our breweries. Yes, and so we have a lot of award-winning breweries here, um, and we also have just a really unique brewery scene, um, so many family-owned breweries, which I think is really great, and family-friendly breweries. So if you go to a tap room, you can bring your kids, you can bring your dogs. Of course, we always encourage people to check the website for the rules, but, you know, in Minnesota, we love our patios, and I can tell you the breweries in the state and the wineries, distilleries, all of the craft beverage places have some of the best patios around, and I think it's just really to get you and your friends and your family out and kind of experiencing summer uh, with a nice beverage in your hand. And for those of you who maybe aren't drinking alcohol, um, 
so many have now invested in non-alcoholic options as well. So it's mm-hmm. a really great experience for everyone. Uh, a lot of people like to combine biking with exploring. Uh, anything new or uh, exciting uh, that you could tell us about to combine your love of biking uh, this summer that will make a nice memory? Yes. So for those of you who are interested, there are tons of uh, paths that are available that are both urban and non-urban. If you're a beginner, you know, we recommend Cannon Valley Trail or the Midtown Greenway even, and you can certainly still rent bikes. Uh, We know that nice rides change a little bit, but they're still available. If you're kind of more intermediate, you can look to the Masabi Trail or the Paul Bunyan Trail up north. And then if you are an expert, hardcore biker, you've got all the equipment and you really want to challenge, we certainly encourage you to go mountain biking in Cuyuna. They have a lot of really fabulous trails. The Redhead Trail is kind of just north and east of there a little bit more. So you can try that one out too. But there are some really beautiful trails that have been kind of carved into old landscapes. uh, So really kind of making the old new again. And I have to give a shout out to uh, Lanesboro, my favorite part of the state to go biking uh, along the Root River there in southern Minnesota, because you have a lot of, you know, flat trails paved. And the scenery is just beautiful because you're biking again along the the riverbed, but also you'll go through farms and there are, you know, towns where you can buy all kinds of things. It's a that's one of my favorite places to bike. Yes, that's a really great place. And I know they've tried to kind of make a wonderful sort of connection in all of the different cities in that area so that Mm -hmm. you can truly um, have a a bike tourist vacation. (laughs) And what about the Twin Cities? We did a show a couple weeks ago just about, um, you know, again, day trips, something you can do just for a few hours uh, that just, you know, allows you to relax and get a break from things. And any ideas for how to spend uh, a summer day in the metro area? Yes, I think the metro area has a ton to offer this year. You know, we um, love the Stone Arch Bridge Festival. I think that's a really great opportunity to see a lot of local craft vendors and artists. Um, one thing that's coming up that sounds really exciting is the Saint Twin Cities Jazz Fest in St. Paul, which is August 18th and 19th. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a really great opportunity. And if people haven't had a chance to look, we have tons of concerts happening uh, downtown Minneapolis and St. Paul this summer. Um, it seems like every single weekend there's something going on. Um, one of my favorite things to do in the Twin Cities is to go to a Saints game. So uh, if you haven't fun. been mm-hmm. or uh, want to do something super fun for the whole family, that's a really great option too. And the Jazz Festival in St. Paul, that's at Mears Park, is that right? Yes. Right. Yes. Shout out to St. Paul. We have a lot of fun over here too. Uh, And remind us again, uh, I want to talk about that website. What is the website again where people can find all of this at their fingertips? That is exploreminnesota.com. And Minnesota is spelled out. Yes, it is. All right. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. I need to look at my calendar, do some planning myself, take my own advice. Uh, you have me really excited uh, to start thinking about some some short uh, adventures I can have this summer. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Lauren Bennett-McGinty is the Executive Director of Explore Minnesota. And again, that is the state's tourism promotion agency. We are talking about ways to have some fun this summer. Up next, how about a soundtrack for your fun in the sun this summer? We're listening to the song Sixers by The Hold Steady. A recommendation from my next guest, Jade from 
our friends at The Current. Jade is the midday host and the music director at The Current on NPR. Good morning to you, Jade. Thanks for joining us. Oh, good morning. Nice to hear a little music in the morning. Always. So uh, tell us again about this song. What do you love about that song and why did you want us to play it? Well, you know, I always like to work in the local angle. So The Hold Steady, they're a band making music out in New York. It's actually their 20th anniversary as a band. They just released this new album that Sixers comes from, which is called The Price of Progress. But Craig Finn, the front man of the band, is actually from Minnesota. He used to be in this band called Lifter Puller, making music here. And he comes back to Minnesota all the time. And he's going to be here this summer. So I, I wanted all to play right. some music for people to be able to get and see. I know it's a little early to be talking about the Minnesota State Fair. Oh, it's never too <laughs> early to talk about the State Fair. But yeah, they're, they're going to be there. It's going to be uh, the Hold Steady. It's uh, music on a stick. It's going to be at the Grandstand. That's going to be on September 2nd. And it's really like a throwback show. Bob Mould will be there and Dillager 4 as well. So uh, a great way to be outside and enjoy some brand new music. And speaking of the State Fair, I, I don't often get to go to, to concerts, Jade. But I bought my Shaka Khan tickets yes. at the grandstand. Yes, I did on a Sunday night. I bought four tickets. I'm like, I, I, I told the producers, you're all going. Everybody needs some Shaka Khan education. So that should be fun as well. Oh, the dance party that's going to ensue. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yes. All right. We're going to play um, some, some more music, uh, new local music uh, that I know you want our listeners to know more about. Uh, this next song is part of the song, My Year. This is going to be by 12 Rods. Let's listen. My I like that. A little affirmation. This is going to be my year. Tell us about this uh, song, uh, Jade, and this and this group. Yeah. So some positivity coming your way uh, from 12 Rods, which was a band. You know, everything old is new again. So they're a band from the, the Twin Cities. They were making music in the 90s. They actually got signed to a label mm-hmm. and got international acclaim, but kind of the pressure got to them. And so they haven't put out new music in in years. Mm. But finally, they're back. They've got this new album. They're going to have a big album release show. And, you know, there's this kind of this thread of artists who were making music in the 90s who are back. Run Westy Run, uh, Tom, Tommy Stinson, who was one of the founding members of their placements. He's played with Guns N' Roses. He has a new band called Cowboys in the Ca- Campfire. Uh, so all these stories about, you know, maybe music that you loved years ago, mm-hmm. but now in 2023, you can enjoy the music that they're making. And the music is good. You know, sometimes you... you cringe when you hear that a band that used to love is releasing new music. But like, oh no, what's gonna, what is this going to be? Yeah, right. But yeah. they've still got it. Oh, they still got it. And uh, l- like I was saying, 12 Rods, they've got this new album, and the album release party is going to be at First Avenue July 14th. So it's really a, a welcoming homecoming. Mm. Alright, well we have another song we want to play a little bit of. Uh, this is part of the song Home to My Baby by Lamar. To my baby
home to my baby. I, I like these lyrics. Go home. Get off the streets. I like this. Tell us more. Well, and, and it's actually kind of funny because, you know, when people move to Minnesota, they say they'll give directions to every place but your own. Right. And, uh, you know, Jeffrey Lamar Wilson, he's this artist from Brooklyn who now makes music here in Minnesota. He was drawn here because of the music community. And, you know, this song is a little bit more country, but he does he this mix of soul, country, mm. funk, R&B. He also plays the saxophone, but he mm. he focuses on issues of racial and social justice as well. So just a really intriguing artist. This is the first new song from him under the name Lamar. So mm. getting in on this artist really on the ground floor. And uh, he's got an EP release show on June 10th over at the Turf Club. So uh, a wonderful new artist to discover. And we should note uh, that on the Currents website, which is quite excellent, uh, you can find a lot of uh, the information about upcoming music events happening uh, across the, the Twin Cities and the state, correct? Yeah, we call it the gig list. And it really is. We've got a team of people here who go and they scour every mm-hmm. single website to find the events and pull it. So it's just in one place, makes it super easy. So you can always track that down over at thecurrent.org. I love anyone who will scour for me. So mm-hmm. thank you to the uh, producers there at The Current who do that, who put that together for us. What are some other new uh, local artists that uh, you're excited about, Jay, you want people to know about? Oh, okay. So Gully Boys, they've been around for a while, but they have some brand new music that's going to be out this summer. Uh, The big breakout artist from Minnesota right now is this artist called Bear. Uh, she was living over overseas, going to school, and just recently moved back, released this EP halfway, and she just performed in front of over 10,000 people at mm-hmm. the Wild Hockey Finals, like huge, big opportunity for a local artist. So uh, big up-and-comer there. And uh, Libyanka is a local artist, um, and she just broke into the Billboard Hot 100. So if you're like, who's the next Lizzo from Minnesota? Uh, Libyanka is a really intriguing local artist as well. I like it. And uh, any uh, either Bear, Bear has a local a show coming up soon, or any Bear and the other group? Do they have shows coming up soon? Uh, Libyanka's not playing in the Twin Cities anytime soon, unfortunately. Right. But uh, Gully Boys and Bear are playing a bunch of the summer festivals around town. Okay. So there's a ton of opportunities to see them. And how do you spell Bear? Uh, B-E-R. Okay. So I want to make sure I'm searching correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, again, you, I know that you also, you have a, a running feature uh, called Music You Should Know. So tell folks about that. Yeah. So we've, we've got a Spotify playlist and, uh, you know, it's... I think it's hard, especially with busy lives, to try and figure out what's the new music, what should I be listening to, and we just try and give you bite-sized samples. So six songs every single week on Thursday, we post them over at the website, so you can see, all right, what's the newest music, what should I be listening to, and then if you don't like it, that's fine. There's six songs there. Maybe one of them will be a new favorite song for you to discover. Uh, I need to mention, I think a lot of people who know me know this, I, I'm still stuck in like the the sort of the 90s with my musical <laughs> taste. I graduated from college in 1990. And those were you know really my formative years, my early 20s. And I really want people to know about what is happening on The Current right now uh, with the most essential songs of the 90s. I have been having so much fun. So we started this last Thursday. Uh, we always do uh, sort of our Welcome to Spring. It's the 893 countdown. Each year, it's a different theme. This, it's the essential songs of the 90s. Mm. And so we've been going all over the place. I mean, Mbop from Hanson to Valoria from Pixies. There's plenty of Weezer and Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Liz Fair, Arrested Development, D'Angelo, Brown Sugar. Like, we're covering all the bases. It doesn't get any better. I mean, (laughs) no disrespect to the new artists, but I'm telling you, the 90s, that was it. It was good. (laughs) It was good. (laughs)
Um, and so what are some of your favorite songs from the 90s, Jake? Uh, well, so uh, Fiona Apple is like my all-time mm. favorite go-to. If I was putting together my list, it would be, you know, 1 to 10, Fiona. Uh, but My Bloody Valentine, kind of anything from there. Tupac, California Love, I could mm-hmm. listen to that all day. Uh, sort of my my sweet spot, Len, Steal My Sunshine. That's one of those one-hit wonders where as soon as you hear it, you'll be like, oh! Mm-hmm. But Len, where are you now? Right. All right. I love live music um, there's just I mean I think there's just something exceptional about being able to watch the musicians and you know have an opportunity to sort of engage with with the artists who are singing and, and, and just the, being in community with people enjoying music let's talk about some of the music festivals coming up uh, what do you recommend well I want to give people an opportunity to see music this weekend so oh right now oh yeah okay Ooh, this week attention I know <laughs> this weekend okay. Midwest music festival so this is happens in Winona uh Every time in the spring, May 12th and 13th this year. It's like our own mini South by Southwest. So, in Winona. Yeah, in Winona. Who who would have thought who would have thought? But you go every single venue opens up. There's a band playing almost every everywhere. And it's all artists from the Midwest. So mostly Minnesota artists, but you might see an artist uh, from Chicago, maybe an artist from Iowa as well. But really a great way to kind of discover new music while wandering around and enjoying Winona. So that's a great option, again, this weekend, May 12th and 13th. Otherwise, if you're looking a little further down the way, uh, this is a brand new summer festival, TC Summerfest. (laughs) Fantastic name. Uh, So this is happening in July, July 14th and 15th. It's going to be at Target Field. Oh, big. It's going to be a big show. It's two days. It's the Killers, Flaming Lips, Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, they, they're pulling in local acts as well. Yam House will be performing at it. Uh, so if you want one of those, like, what's the big one that maybe you want to check out this summer? Uh, TC Summerfest, brand new, again, July 14th and 15th. Because many of the music festivals that many of us have gone to for many years are not happening this summer. I know. So it's good to hear that there's a new one coming at Target Field in July. In July. Um, and also, in my notes here... Uh, I'm told that you're excited about the music series Under the Canopy at Hook and Ladder. Yeah, well, I just love celebrating local music. So uh, Hook and Ladder, it's this wonderful kind of small and eclectic right off of Minnehaha uh, space. and they, In Minneapolis. Yeah, in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And they recently, uh, I guess during the pandemic, started the series called Under the Canopy. So they just put up a giant tent in the parking lot. They do 36 concerts throughout the summer. It's always local bands. There's about three of them, each one of these uh, under the Canopy series. And it's just, again, such a great way to celebrate local music, maybe find a new artist that you're going to absolutely fall in love with. And I've been hearing uh, some of my friends talking about a venue called The Green Room. Um, Do you know about The Green Room? What is that? And is that uh, a cool place? Yeah. So if you've been thinking, what is happening in Uptown? They don't have a music, but what's been going on down there? Well, finally, there is a place to to exclusively see live music in Uptown. It's called Green Room. It's an independent music venue. And they're doing this thing where it's like 70, 30, 70 percent local music, 30 percent kind of bigger name artists. So finally, Uptown has a, a big venue space where you can actually go and see live music. It's it's a great space. They have kind of like a cabaret area and then they've got a bigger stage. So if you're looking to check out a new one, uh, Uptown Green Room. And finally, the current has happy hours. Oh, thank goodness. I know. <laughs> Who doesn't need that? 
well, I heard earlier you guys were talking about heading out to all the breweries, how they're very welcoming to animals and children. And yes, that's what we're doing. So all summer long, kicking it off on May 24th at Surly Brewing Company, going all the way through the summer. We bring you live music and uh, you, a great place to be, and the current host will be out there DJing. So uh, the first one on the 24th, it's uh, Surly Brewing with Devin Gilfillian. The second one, Sociable Cider Works on June 8th with Samia. But bringing these bigger artists to local breweries and bringing some live music and a happy hour to you. That sounds great. Uh, thank you, Jade, so much for your time. And remind everybody uh, when you're hosting on The Current. Yeah, I'm hopping on the mic in, in a couple of minutes, 10 a.m. until <laughs> 2 in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. Uh, we can hang out. And again, today we're wrapping up the top or the most essential songs of the 90s. So uh, it'll mm-hmm. be a good time. All right. Thank you so much, Jade. Jade is the midday host and the music director at The Current here on NPR. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks. All right, now back to more conversations about having some fun this summer. Listen to this. A St. Paul family is doing less screen time and more green time throughout the spring and summer. How are they doing that? We're going to talk about that. Anne Lottie, her husband, seven-year-old twins, and nine-year-old son are doing a bit of a digital media sabbatical, if you will. Last summer, they did it. They went media-free, no TVs, no video games, and they only sparingly used their phones. They were so excited to do it again this year that they started it a month early. So you know we had to talk to Anne. Anne is joining us now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Angela. Thanks for this opportunity. Well, I am so I'm very curious about this. I'm excited to hear more. So you did a media free summer last year. How did you get your kids to comply? (laughs) Yeah, well, not surprisingly, they were not thrilled when we first pitched the idea. We uh, we gave them a month's notice because we thought kids like to be Mm -hmm. Uh, warned about changes. And they have to tell their friends too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Our son was a a gamer. And so, yeah, they had to let their friends know. So, and we didn't want them to be blindsided. And we kind of, we kind of lessened the blow as we pitched it as an idea, a way to carve out more time for play and nature and reading and family time, rather than focusing on something we're taking away. They knew we were taking something away, but we felt like framing it in such a way where they, it just softened the blow of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a lot of change happening during the summer months, too, because already they're not in, in school, right? They're out of out of class. Yes, yes. And I, I thought about it. Um, you know, the idea of, came to me last spring, and we have a media plan during the school year, and it works well, it's motivating, and it's limited to mornings before the bus, as long as they get their jobs done, Wednesday after school and Saturday mornings. And so that's really every day except Sunday. And what we did is we would observe media-free Sundays for quite some time. And that was started as an attempt to give us one day a week to take a digital break, slow down, connect to ourselves and connect as a family. And it was interesting because I started noticing not only how much I looked forward to media-free Sundays, but also how much better our kids' behavior was those days and how much more they were apt to be a creative thinker and um, go outside and play together and cooperate and bicker. But were they, um, I were thought, they, hey, why not try it for, were they for a bicker, summer? bickering or fighting a little bit less on Sundays? You know, it was it was almost like it was 
it, it was more bickering between the three of them, but it was, it was like we would allow them to kind of work it out. And there wasn't this um, idea that there was media that was going to come mm-hmm. in the next hour or two. And so there was, there was some bickering going on, but I also feel like that's real life and that's you negotiate, you mm-hmm. think about someone else's perspective. And so we would, we would stand by and be ready, but as much as we could, we would let them figure it out. And it was a great break for my husband and I to not have that pressure of, okay, we've got to take, peel these devices from their very strong, tiny hands in some cases. <laughs> the strong, tiny hands. Yes. <laughs> they, can, they can break you down. <laughs> I know. So this is, this is your idea. So what, was your, what were your husband's thoughts when you, when you sort of introduced this, even with just doing Sundays? You know, what was he saying or thinking about this? He was all for Sundays. And when I brought up the summer idea, he was, he was hesitant at first, but he decided, let's give it a go. You know, and we can, we did tell the kids, you know, we're going to try it for a month. It's mm-hmm. finite and we're going to check in and, and as a family decide, do we want to extend it? And so we, we both liked that idea of taking it kind of month by month. But what was interesting is when this spring came around, it was my husband who said, I'm ready anytime. And so we actually started our media free time a month early. So since May 1st, we've been media free uh, or digital media free, I should say. And how are, how are the strong, small hands doing right now about uh, a few <laughs> weeks into this? How are they? They are good. You know, they, they obviously still get some media at school. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's amazing. And And this happened last year within... And, you know, last year, I remember on day one, vividly, within 20 or 30 minutes, it was like a creativity explosion. Their brains, it's almost like their brains just came alive when they knew screens weren't an option. And so they got busy, you know, dusting off toys that I forgot we still had and playing dress up and dancing and planning and sometimes being bored. And they would come to us and say, we're so bored. And we say, that's so great, which they don't. They don't love when we say that, but we say that's when you have the best ideas and, and it's okay to be bored. Um, it's good for your brain to be reengaged and give them the the job of figuring out what to do. So much of their life is scheduled and figured out for them that we just love the idea of them having the freedom to have to figure it out. And how has this affected their relationship with their friends and how they spend time with their friends? Because you can't impose those rules on their friends. Right. So what we say is the media free rule applies to our home. And so when they go to friends, they don't have to take that with them, of course, and they can have media. Mm -hmm. But as far as their relationships, you know, they they're still friends with the same people. I don't see I've not known them to lose a friend over this. And while my son maybe connects with some of his buddies over video games during the school year, you know, we, we encourage them to set up other ways to connect, whether it be, whether it be a FaceTime call. And I, I say, I bring that up because we have family that lives far, far away. And so we do allow them to use the screen and when they're trying to communicate with someone or connect with someone, um, or, you know, they'll call me out too. Hey mom, you're using your phone. But I say, well, I'm, I'm looking at a recipe and I let them know I'm very transparent. I'm texting dad or I'm doing this. And so, it's not that the screen completely goes away. It's more of the just endless video games and digital media. So their friendships are still there. They're still intact and, and they, uh, they're doing great and <laughs> in that regard. How do you think looking more about how you're affected? How do you think it's affected your parenting or, or your relationship with your husband? 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like a weight is off my shoulders on those Sundays and these these summer days. There there are those you know, you still have to parent. There there's still moments of of parenting, but it's different. There's it's like our pace has kind of slowed down in those moments. There's more quality connection time with the kids and with their improved behavior. Um, it's just a, a lessening of stress. And we're on our screens less, of course, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, more outside time. And um, so it's it's really been as much about for the kids as it is for us, because I'll take you know cleaning up a art project mess or baking with my kids or you know, settling a, an argument or helping them settle an argument than managing a media day for three kids on three different devices. It gets mm-hmm. to be a lot. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And if for people who are wondering like, oh, well, wouldn't you have a lot of time to feel you'd be bored? Uh, it takes time to sort of set up these projects and then to clean them up too, right? So that's right. probably how they're spending their time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I think, you know, we, we pepper in some day trips and there are, they are in a few summer camps, but they do have a lot of downtime. And again, I just think that's okay. And I, 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 you know, our kids are at an age where I can say, you know, I know that you'll come up with something to do and they're not two. And so mm-hmm. this is going to look a little bit different depending on the age of kids. But yeah, this is a tricky time with, they, they, our kids are tech savvy. You know, they can, they worked through some of our parental controls on their devices and, you know, they're not they're okay. not content with a 30 minute um, cartoon anymore. So mm-hmm. we, we just felt like this was a good move at this age. And again, the ages, uh, seven year old twins and then a nine year old. Um, what advice um, and do you have for others, other people interested in trying this? Maybe not for the full three months, but even just that once one day a week. What advice? Do yeah. You have? Yeah. Well, I would just say go for it. It's such a it's a tricky time to be a parent. We're up against this huge mountain of digital media, the different digital influences. And I say this with full respect for the power of, of media and the value and good it can bring, Mm -hmm. but like a lot of things in life, it can be good and it can be detrimental. And so, um, and then you've got these irresistible devices at our fingertips everywhere you look. So I just say, you know, to parents thinking about it, go for it, talk to your kids about why it's important to you, give them a heads up. That really worked well for us Mm -hmm. and, and try it, whether it be for a month during the summer, that, that one day a week and, um, there's really nothing to lose. They're not going to lose out on um, connecting with their friends for that one day and potentially a lot to gain as a family. And really, as I've mentioned, it's as much for you, the parent, as it is for the kids. Mm. A creativity explosion is is what you say <laughs> you witness. <laughs> My goodness. Well, and thank you so much uh, for sharing what your family is doing. And thank you for taking time to talk with us. Uh, we've been talking with Anne Lottie, who lives in St. Paul. She and her family are deliberately spending less time uh, watching TV, scrolling on their phones, playing video games this summer so they can enjoy more time together and outdoors. Thanks again, Anne. Oh, thank you, Angela. It was great to be with you. Thanks for listening to a recording of my live radio show on NPR News. A reminder that if you want to catch my show in real time, tune in and call in weekdays at 9 a.m.